Welcome to the Werewolf Den, where we delve into gaming concepts behind White Wolf's Werewolf the Apocalypse. I'm Amelin. And I'm Ryan. Welcome back, and today we're going to talk about my favorite tribe, the Black Furies. Alright, so, to get us started off, simply put, what are tribes, and what are the Black Furies amongst those tribes? Tribes are basically, you could say, kind of the way that werewolf society structures philosophy around itself. It's almost kind of like an organization mm -hmm. for werewolves to join. And to differentiate it from the auspices and the breeds that we talked about previously, tribes are something that you, the character, actually select. You're born human, you're born under the new moon, you don't have any say in that as a character. But with tribe, this is something where you and the tribal totem, the spirit that sort of governs and manages the organization, you see eye to eye on, on something at least. There has to be some chemistry, some synchronicity Connection. to it. yes. Yeah. So there's all sorts of different tribes throughout the Garu Nation. And the first one that the books always cover is my favorite, the Black Fury tribe, which is the tribe best known as the women's only tribe. And the Black Fury is one of the least played tribes kind of because of this. Games that tend to have kind of a gendered focus to it tend to be a little bit too political for some people's comfort. And there's always a few people who kind of take political to mean necessarily bad. But all the tribes more or less have politics with them in some way, shape, or form. And they always come with the good and the bad. And there's no difference with this with the Black Furies. The big thing is, yes, they are a women's only tribe. Yes, because of that, that does mean they have a very strong central focus on fighting the worm via battling problems that usually come towards women. So they are usually feminists. They usually focus on things that have to do with battling against patriarchy and women's health and women's liberation tend to be their stereotypical focus. But that's also not all that they're about. The biggest thing that they are actually about is creation. Mm -hmm. I think that this tribe in particular really embodies the idea of being a Garu, perhaps more than any other, because they have a very direct connection to Gaia. Gaia as this mother figure, Gaia as a source of creation, uh, and also her ties to the wild. They really truly embody this, and I kind of hope that one thing we can do with this podcast is to sort of emphasize that point especially. A lot of people, their first impressions, as Amelin mentioned, are that this is the female tribe. And I think that that is a consequence of their attraction and their dedication to Gaia. One of Pegasus's big keystone elements is the preservation and the maintenance of sacred wild spaces. Mm -hmm. And this ties in a lot with womanhood. When you think about old creation myths or anything like that, a good chunk of them either stem from this idea of all creation came from this chaotic sea of nothing 
and everything all at the same time, which very much embodies the wild, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. This notion of this infinite sea of life without form. There's also very frequently in creation aspects this idea of a Mother Earth that births and creates all life that we see around it. So for me, when it comes to the Black Furies, a lot of people tend to look at the tribe and be like, oh, they're feminists, and therefore that's why they respect and revere Gaia, when actually you really should be re approaching it from the reverse angle of this. They are feminists and want to protect the sanctity of women because they understand in their philosophy that Gaia is kind of the embodiment of a lot of aspects of womanhood. Mm -hmm. And so you have this creation angle to work with it. And because you have this creation angle to work with it, you don't necessarily have to always look at it too necessarily from a mother angle. You can be an artist that creates. You can be a storyteller that weaves these intricate tales. There's so many things that when you focus on it through that creation through womanhood aspect of it that just branches and makes the tribe so diverse and beautiful. And it also is one of those tribes where because the first two aspects of it are womanhood and creation, it applies anywhere. You can put your character as somebody who is from China and that character will fit. There's an aspect that you can take this character and place it anywhere and you can make it fit the mold that you need it to in order to be culturally appropriate. And it's a tribe that you can broaden horizons with. Mm -hmm. It is one of those tribes that is a very strong ethnic tie, in particular to Greece, with stories of the Amazon and, as we mentioned, Pegasus being the tribal totem. Greece obviously fits very strongly in there culturally. Mm -hmm. But... Yeah, it's something that can easily break those bounds and fit in any sort of different space. It, it draws flavor from Greece. It's not restricted by its connection to Greece. One of the weaker aspects of the tribes tends to be, there tend to be tribes that tend to have a sort of ethnicity bind to them that for some tribes it works. We'll talk about the few where it works later. But for others, it doesn't work. And... The Black Fury tribes and their ties to Greece is kind of one of those where it doesn't work and it doesn't need to be a thing. But then there's the other big aspect that you want to look into with tribes. With tribes, there's generally like three major aspects to them, and that's the avenging part. And when you take into concept this notion of womanhood and creativity, you immediately kind of think something more genuine gentle and docile because of the stereotype and then there's the avenger aspect to it the tribe is very very focused on the notion of righteous justice and this is where that feminism angle can very easily come in that's kind of where that stereotype comes from when you put all three of those things together very frequently that ties nicely in with feminism but you can take still all three of those and put it in so many different areas. You can take all three of those and be like, I want to be a crusader 
for my neighborhood is falling apart. There's children that aren't getting fed in the streets. There's women who have to go a day without eating just to clothe those children. There's people working their hands to the bones in order to scrape by. And a Black Fury is going to care about that. They're very concerned with the notion of the defenseless as opposed to the helpless. They're very big on the notion of offering a helping hand to those who need that helping hand. And basically it's that whole teaching somebody to fish and they'll eat for a lifetime sort of thing is kind of the philosophy that very frequently you want to approach the Black Furies with, is this notion of, I will raise this child because it is defenseless, and when it grows up, it will be a great, honorable defender and warrior. And that's kind of a big thing with the Black Furies. Now, like I said, because they're so tied in with feminism, they are not a popular tribe because of that political aspect. And that unpopularity leads to the type of character that I absolutely despise. And I will warn anybody to not play this. If you come up with this and think you're being clever, you're not. I've seen it chronically. And it's four words, male, Metis, Black Fury. So in the books, they make this opinion that uh, there are some sects of Black Furies that, you know, if they have a child and it's a male, they will, you know, throw it off a cliff and let it die. But that some of them will think twice about this if it's a Metis, if it was, you know, born of two Garu mating together. And Pegasus is also very restrictive against men joining the tribe. Mm -hmm. Again, the book sort of allows this loophole that if you are a Metis born from a Black Fury, that that lets you in. And I understand why the developers sort of created this, because they didn't want the tribe to feel exclusive in a sense. But I feel that this has overall cheapened the tribe as a whole. I ran a LARP for couple of years, and Black Fury was easily the least played tribe. Hi, I was one of the few that actually did it. <laughs> and I think a part of this is because, if especially in a LARP setting, a very social, broad setting, if you're playing a Black Fury, people are going to look at you and think immediately, you know, you are playing a feminist. They forget the whole creation-Gaia connection and look immediately at that politically charged element. And because of the world we live in, that can alienate that player. And so I don't see a lot of people playing Black Furies in a LARP setting. Even in a tabletop setting, it's very rare to come across. People just don't feel comfortable playing something that has political applicability in the modern era. And it's one of those things that kind of infuriates me because- you're playing werewolf. Yeah, uh, you're playing werewolf. If you don't want to do something political, I'm kind of of the mindset, tell your storyteller to that you don't want to play something political. Werewolf, it's entrenched. Yeah, but uh, the male Metis Black Fury comes up pretty frequently for several reasons. For one, it strikes at that, oh, you are an interesting, unique character. Mm -hmm. You are going against the type by playing a male Metis Black Fury. And people sort of like to, you know, dip their toes into the... I'm a special snowflake character pool. And I think that's a part of it. The other part of it is because we've 
mentioned a couple of times now, there are people who just intrinsically hate the tribe because of its politics. And trust me, a good way to screen your table for players and storytellers is to ask the person what their opinion of the Black Furies are. And chances are you can tell right away, based off of that answer, whether or not you want that person at your table. It is a bad YouTube rabbit hole to fall down. Mm-hmm. But the other problem tends to be when people play male Mattis Black Furies, the good way to play a male Mattis Black Fury, in my opinion, would be to play a character that is exploring the aspect of gender and gender fluidity. A male Mattis Black Fury can be an excellent way to play somebody who is actually non-binary and how that fits in with the philosophy of the tribe. Because there is something to that notion of gender fluidity when you're dealing with the concepts of womanhood. There's an aspect of being a trans person that being a metis could definitely play into. You can be trans and be any breed you want, but there's a nice end for that with the metis aspect of it. But inevitably, that's not the route people go with with male metis Black Fury. The route they go with is, I am a ragabash, and so I exist to question why the fuck feminism exists. Mm -hmm. This violates, inevitably, the initial tension of why you are in a tribe to begin with. Yeah, like we mentioned, you and the totem have to see eye to eye. So you being a misogynist in the real world and then wanting to play a misogynist as a Black Fury does not work. Pegasus would not accept you. It's not an interesting character concept. Just if you want to be a Black Fury, play a woman or play someone who is exploring that gender fluidity. Don't be a male going into this just to throw a rock into the pond and cause waves mm -hmm. because it cheapens the entire tribe. And I suspect that Again, like I mentioned with the tribe, a lot of people don't want to play Black Furies because they feel uncomfortable stepping into that politically charged atmosphere. You being a male Metis Black Fury makes that even harder for other players to go into this and feel like it's a place where they can explore these deep, complex social issues, which is part of what makes tabletopping great. Mm -hmm. I have come across so many female players who are like, I like the Black Furies, but... I don't know, there's a few guys at the table, and I don't want to make them feel uncomfortable. And so, I don't... I think I'll play one of the other tribes to kind of be safer. And they go with something like Child of Gaia, and it's kind of infuriating. It's kind of sad. Yeah. But, like I said, there's not necessarily a thing where it's like, oh, male medicine, black furies, if they're used to explore actual interesting, unique things like the concept of what does it mean to be a woman in the modern era? What does it mean to have gender in the modern era? Or at any point in time, what does gender mean to a wolf? These are cool aspects to explore with the Black Furies. Yeah, I don't understand the concept of wanting to play a Black Fury for the sake of bringing down the tribe. Mm -hmm. That just... First and foremost, if nothing else, if none of our argu other arguments has said anything about this, it just sounds like a really short-term character. It just sounds like a character that you'll get a few chuckles for, like, a night, and then afterwards, you'll get bored of. And I suspect other people would get bored of it, too, because I know for 
damn mm-hmm. sure I get bored of it. Yeah. Anyway, but moving on, there are definitely some positive aspects to move into when you're playing a Black Fury. One of the biggest things that pretty much I always try to sneak into whenever I am storytelling a game is I always at least try to have a Thayerge Black Fury, if for nothing else. Because when you take all those initial concepts of womanhood, creation, and uh, righteous justice, it's really easy to kind of delve into the notion of witchcraft with that. Mm -hmm. And the tribe itself is very, very mystical. It oftentimes sort of loses that crown to other tribes, and particularly... Big Brother. uh, Big Brother, yeah, Mm -hmm. is seen as the most magical of the tribes. But again, you're playing into that creationist, mystical, feminist aspect. There's a lot of traditional magic that comes with that. And Werewolf is great for the supernatural powers. The gifts they have are incredibly flavorful and just wonderful additions to the game. And the Black Fury's gifts often focus on this mystical aspect. They're very magical, very supernatural. They have a lot of flavor to them. I think that helps to bolster their standing within that sort of ranking of which is the most magical of the tribes. Yeah. They're certainly up there. Black Furies, when you kind of look into their lore, one of the big things that I feel like is not explored enough, that is frequently mentioned in just about every text regarding Black Furies, is this notion that they have secret cairns that they don't share with the rest of Guru society because they don't trust the rest of Guru society to not tarnish them. And they're these beautiful, perfectly maintained cairns. And that sounds like a beautiful story to pursue either as a player or against NPCs. Like, I can totally imagine an excellent game where you are a pack that is influenced by Pegasus. And so one of the big things you want to do is you find like a lost cairn and you want to build it up and show that perfect maintenance to it and you're not certain whether or not you should maybe introduce this new cairn to the rest of your set because if you introduce it to the rest of your set that's going to bring like the get Fenris in who are going to trample all over it that's going to bring the children of Gaia in who are not going to balance the predator and prey aspects that are so perfectly natural within nature. And that's kind of a beautiful thing that you can pursue as players. Or you can pursue it as like you come across one of these cairns that is being run by Black Furies. And you need to now persuade these Black Furies that you are not the monsters that other people within the Sept have kind of stereotype them as, and you can build and earn their trust. These are all big stories that you can kind of build from. And that's uniquely open for the Black Furies, but never touched. So with all of these taken into account, there are certain things where storytellers might be a little bit iffy, like, is it okay? Because with the Black Furies, rape is one of those things that very frequently could be used as a crutch of a storytelling device. And so one of the first things that I always kind of hear with newer storytellers is if I have a player that is playing a Black Fury, should I avoid like rape stories because it feels intrinsic to the tribe? But at the same time, like that's a really touchy issue and people don't, a lot of players don't want to deal with that sort of thing. 
And my answer to that is talk with your player about it. Some people will join the tribe specifically as a means to cope with their own traumas regarding that. And so they want a safe space to deal with that sort of thing. And Black Fury is, again, a wonderful, beautiful way to allow that exploration towards, like, it's not going to replace actual therapy, but role play in and of itself can be good self-care. Mm -hmm. If the player doesn't want to deal with it, there's plenty of other aspects regarding womanhood that you can absolutely deal with that don't necessarily involve rape or sexual abuse. And um, even your traditional werewolf story of the violation of Gaia fits perfectly within the Black Fury mindset. Mm -hmm. So again, remember that connection to creation, to Mother Earth, and emphasize that if you need to. Again, feminism is a part of that. It's not the keystone of that tribe's arch. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, with all of that taken into account, I can say that you have some good stepping stones for understanding how to deal with this tribe, some pitfalls to avoid, and some, hopefully, some decent ideas about where you can run with it. I'm praying that this will maybe get you into the notion of, like, what does feminism look like maybe in, like, other regions of the world? Or, or what how does a wolf view gender? gender? How does that fit in? Mm -hmm. Or maybe if you're a mythos buff, maybe try just reading old mythology and viewing it maybe from a Black Fury's perspective. And do it with any mythology. It doesn't have to be Greek. But there's a reason why the Black Furies are tied with Pegasus. Mythos is built into that tribe. Mm -hmm. All right. But hopefully we covered everything that you feel. And next time, we're going to be talking about... My favorite tribe, the Bonars. All right. You guys have a good one.